Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. And uh, as we launched last week into kind of what is August recruitment mode for a lot of ministries and especially for local churches. We're profiling some of our ministries around Southridge these days, not just for purposes of recruitment, but to get a bit of a state of the union and kind of check in with the leaders about how things are going in their world. So uh, today I have the pleasure of talking about student ministry with our student ministry specialist, our youth pastor, Carly now Fessick. Used to be Carly Wall, I think in a former life. She was Carly Wall, but now she's Carly Fessick. Carly, welcome back to our podcast. Oh, it's great to be back, Jeff. Um, can you tell us how long you've been going by the name Fessick instead of Carly Wall? I have been going by Fessick now since May, so not too, too long. Legally, unfortunately, on any documents, I still go by Wall. That's a little bit of a process. But <laughs> other than that, I go by with all my friends, family, and anyone I meet, Carly Fessick. I don't think your email's been changed yet either, has it? No, it hasn't. I don't even know if you can change it or if I have to get a new one. All the joys of married life and everything we get to do. Yes, tell us about your wedding and honeymoon. That was kind of your space this spring and then uh, honeymoon into the the summer. So how how is all that going? Oh, it was the perfect day, our wedding day. Andrew and I's was amazing. It was incredible. Um, May weather did not hit us very well. It did rain on our wedding day, but I hear that's good luck or some kind of formality like that. But uh, we had a beautiful day, had all our family there. Um, We had our spiritual practices, Pastor Mandy Casper officiate our ceremony. And then a few weeks after that, we left for a honeymoon, just went up to Tobomori for about five days, got to get away just the two of us. And then we came back for two days and actually left for Zimbabwe in South Africa for about two weeks for a friend's wedding. So we were there. Um, so it feels like we've been gone for like two months, just out of commission for that long. Yeah, the, uh, the friend's wedding seemed to be the bulk of your wedding honeymoon, correct? Yeah, very much so. That's why we did something small beforehand, because we did everything when we were there. We did safaris, we visited Victoria Falls, um, we got to see so many animals and got to really appreciate and learn about the culture of Zimbabwe, because our friend, that the wedding we went to, his fiance is actually from Zimbabwe. So we got to meet her family and really um, learn and see a lot of the country there. What was the best animal you got to see up close in person on safari? Oh, elephant by far. When I first saw elephants, I cried. I have videos of me just crying looking at elephants. They were so beautiful. And we saw so many of them. And we also on safari got to get about, I would say like less than 10 feet away from a a lion, which was pretty sweet. Okay, we'll call that pretty sweet. I'd be terrified, but uh, good. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, we survived. Uh, we can. We lived to tell the tale. Yeah, you're you're alive, so it was pretty sweet. Good. <laughs> hey, um, I know Jade reminded us of this last week, but maybe you can just kind of review uh, your ministry. Student ministry is part of this larger umbrella called family ministry uh, that exists to make spiritual progress 
in kids and developing young adults, basically move people closer to Jesus. Um, talk about the three ways that we do that and kind of umbrella the ministry that in that sense. Yeah, so when it comes to the how, how family ministry functions, we function um, like Jade probably alluded to three different ways. So um, our primary spiritual influence that we know of is the parents. So we want to really rally behind the parents um, of our students and our kids and support them in any ways we can, um, because we believe that the primary influence is in the home. Um, so we partner with parents, we check in with parents, we support them in any way we can. Um, and then we have a kind of crib to college spiritual development um, plan. Um, and we do that through our curriculums. So this year we've been using one story for our early years, um, our junior youth age. Um, and then we have our spiritual development plan for our high school students that we've created. Um, and then we also kind of like we journey through our church community and the three um, dimensional lifestyle of full devotion. Um, we do that in an age appropriate way so that um, for anyone who's not in our Southridge community, that's through our inspiration, connection and action departments. Um, so we very much take that model and then make it age appropriate for students and youth and kids um, to be able to experience that lifestyle of full, full devotion that we believe is so um, relevant and important here. That's great. So you, for leaders outside of Southridge who are, are listening today, appreciate those three aspects aren't intended to be complicating or competing. One is a strategy, the partnering with parents. One involves content, the crib to college spiritual development curriculum. And one is the model of, of fostering this lifestyle of full devotion in age appropriate ways in these three different dimensions. So uh, that's really how we kind of encapsulate what we're about as a family ministry. Now, uh, in your world, Carly, in student ministry, um, this plays out really in two specific student ministries that Jade kind of tipped us off last week. Uh, we're in the process of renaming among our family mm -hmm. ministries. So describe how all that works programmatically. For sure. Uh, so we have two specific programs in our youth ministry um, world. We have what we had called Riot, um, which is your grades six, seven, and eight students are a part of that program. Um, and that includes Sunday mornings, large group time um, every other Thursday. Uh, and then it interwoven in all that, we have small group components where students are connected with leaders and connected with people at their different locations. Um, and then we have our previously known as current program, which is our high school. So grades 9, 10, 11, and 12. Um, and that has a weekly rhythm of every Friday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, and then within that weekly rhythm, we have um, all our students get together in large group. Um, and then we also have once a month our action component where we partner with um, our action department to help students um, serve in one of our anchor causes uh, each month. And on top of that, then between the large group and the action component, there are small group times on those Friday nights as well, correct? 
Yes. So previously we would have a weekly rhythm of the first week of the month, it was large group. The second week was small group. So they would meet with their small group leaders at various locations. And then the third week would be an action night. And then the last night of the month um, on a four Friday month, regular month would be another small group time to get together. Um, however, that's probably going to be playing out a little bit differently come September. Um, as I've received feedback, heard feedback, and even my own experience when I was a youth leader, um, those small group nights were very stressful. Having to plan, facilitate, coordinate, communicate, um, all that that small group night was to all the students. So I wanna take the stress away from that for our leaders and just keep it that all the students get together in a large group, but have students and leaders separate into smaller groups um, so that they're able to connect with their specific small group leaders and connect with their few um, to really develop and hear and grow together um, and just be there for one another, whether that just be simply praying for one another, um, whatever they might be going through during that month or that season. Yeah, so even though it's a small group night, everyone assembles at the same place, so it's simple. Correct, simplicity yeah. is key for this next yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, do you wanna make any comments on the renaming of specifically Riot and Current? I know Jade walked us through you know, the nursery and then Southridge junior kids, senior kids, and then your world sort of junior high, senior high. Want to say anything about that? Yeah, I think I just want to say that um, I want to honor the names of Riot and Current, but I also want to acknowledge that um, we feel as a ministry right now, we're in a, a shifting season um, and we're in a changing season and a and in that a growing season. So these names came about because of the change in curriculum and what um, we had to rename the kids programs and stuff like that. Um, but I really wanna say that renaming our um, high school program and our uh, junior, junior high grade six, seven and eight um, was meant to be more so of um, acknowledging that change and that shift um, and Again, like I said, simplicity is key and I wanna keep things as simple as possible. And so if anyone is coming in new to the Southridge world, they know where they can fit in and they know if they're in high school, they they have a community that they're a part of. And yeah, can especially be a part for of. especially for new people, riot and current are just code <laughs> words that make you feel like you have no idea what's going on. They're not inviting and clear. And so I uh you know, you know, like like you said, honoring the history—that's great. I love where you're where you're taking this, which really kind of opens up the conversation that I, I want to have, and that is, you know, your 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 sense of the future of student ministry. I, I know last year we had a conversation around this time, and you were brand new to the youth pastor role. Um, you've got a year under your belt now, and mm -hmm. so maybe start by just describing kind of your your focus this past year and how that went, what you learned and, and how you're feeling about things now. For sure. I don't want to talk about too much of myself, but I think it's important in this conversation um, to just talk a little bit about my journey and what happened last year. So I was approached in August to take on this youth pastor role. Um, super shocked, super surprised, but I agreed. I said yes, um, and I jumped in. Um, I think 
for me the first few months. So maybe like September till December Christmas time was very much a time of just understanding how things were run in the student ministry world, how things were run on Sunday mornings, every other Thursday and those Friday night um, get togethers, just under understanding the logistics. And I was, I think it was the new year when I came back in January, um, I stopped asking Carrie Jones, our family life, uh, family ministry pastor, just logistical questions of how to do things. And then I started asking bigger questions about the why and the heart behind what we're doing in student ministry. Um, asking questions about, okay, I get the how, I get we partner with parents, I get the crypto college curriculums, I get um, introducing them to the three-dimensional lifestyle, all that, but why are we doing it? Like, why, why do kids show up every other Thursday? Why do students show up on Friday nights? Like, what, what is the why? And I, it kept leading me back to just being like, you know what, it's just Jesus. Like, we're here to create the environment where students can meet Jesus, they can disciple him, they can disciple under him and just um, follow him in whatever it means um, in their worlds and whatever questions they might have and whatever curiosities they can, they can have those Thursday nights, those Friday nights, Sunday mornings, we're creating the environment here for students to ask those questions. So trying then to make it as simple as possible and easy as possible to facilitate those environments um, for students to be able to come show up wherever they're coming from and just just be understanding of why we are here and what we are doing. So, so that's when I started asking that. those questions. Yeah. Yeah. So as you started to clarify that, that, hey, this isn't just a hamster wheel of putting on a bunch of programs. These are actually supposed to be environments, <clears throat> excuse me, stimulants. We often call it fostering, but um, you know, you're talking about environments that are, are facilitating people knowing and growing closer to Jesus. How is that changing your focus now for the upcoming year? It's shifting, I would say, the heart behind everything. I think we're becoming very intentional in every Friday night or planning every other Thursday. Going from um, last year where it felt like something was missing to now realizing that intentionality of being a Jesus-centered student ministry of everything that we're doing, whether it just be having fun and playing games, um, realizing that we have to shift that perspective to focusing, okay, how are we doing this in a Jesus-centered way? How are we allowing God to influence this game or influence these conversations or um, this small group time or whatever it be? It's allowing that space and that room to really um, allow for that to happen um, instead of just trying to pump out program after program and keeping students or kids as engaged as possible, but being unapologetic of why we're here and giving the space and the environment for students to experience God and to worship him. Uh, do you want to talk about any like strategic or even programmatic changes that you're imagining 
uh, as you're looking forward to relaunching in September? Yeah, um, I guess there's two big ones that I would talk about. One of them I alluded to before, but um, I'd love to touch on again. It's the shifting from the separate small group nights. Um, We really believe as a ministry that our small group leaders have the power and the influence to have those conversations and to facilitate those conversations and to love their students in a way that shows them who Jesus is. So shifting from having separate small group nights where the stress and the strain is on the small group leaders to facilitate to having myself plan and facilitate all the communication, all the booking of space, all the behind the scenes logistical things that shouldn't be on the small group leader to do to free the small group leader up to be able to meet with their students, have conversations with them, and just build relationship, loving, Jesus-centered relationship with their with their few. That's one way. Yep. <laughs> and then another way um, is actually I've been in a lot of conversations, different conversations with fellow youth pastors in the area, in the region, um, just chatting with them about... Um, anything and everything, trying to gain um, and gather as much wisdom um, from them as possible. Um, That's been a goal of mine, as well as just chatting with them about doing some youth rally type events, specifically for our high school students to start, to be able to um, just kind of introduce and widen our Southridge bubble here to have students meeting other other students in the area um, where they all come with the same um, the same background of believing and wanting to follow Jesus. Um, and there is one more thing for our uh, junior youth program. Um, I've been in conversation with our action pastor uh, Nate Dirks about introducing more. Um, more ways that our junior youth can serve in our anchor causes as well in a regular rhythm. Do you want to talk? I know that that I've heard some conversation about trying to even raise the kind of intensity and passion of the worship experiences, especially in the large groups. Do you want to say anything about that? Because I know that's a uh, something that's been on your heart as well. Oh, absolutely. I personally, um, when I kind of gave my life to Christ, I guess you can say, and really like that fire to follow Jesus started was in a worship setting. Um, I feel and I believe so strongly that there's power in worship um, and entering into times of either musical worship or um, any type of worship setting like that um, is so powerful that I just want um, and would love to be able to give students the opportunity to also experience that as well. So chatting with our worship pastor, um, Justin, Justin Burks about that, about getting um, our youth band together on those Friday nights to have more of uh, worship experiences, um, as well as that youth rally um, that I was discussing. Those would incorporate a lot of high energy, um, high power, worship experiences. Awesome. That's great. Those are, those are some exciting things. I guess my final question would be, what do you want to say to parents, not just to students, but to parents and even other leaders listening about how student ministry is going to move forward in the year to come? 
Yeah, I would like to say to parents and to our leaders, future leaders or current leaders, um, just to trust um, things are going to look a little bit differently this year. Um, but I, I promise and I hope everyone can feel my heart in the changes that we are making are not just out of the blue willy nilly changes. They're intentional changes that we're making or trying um, in order to really disciple our students and to show them uh, Jesus. And I guess I would just like to say that even though things are going to look different, the heart the and the passion behind it is not fading and that it's going to stay strong. And we're just believing. And as a ministry, we're really praying for a beautiful revival of our youth um, where they will just be so excited about life and about following Jesus. That's fantastic. It leads me to my next set of questions because I want to know specifically about, about youth these days. This past year, like you said, you dove in in August. Uh, it's not just giving you a chance to kind of rub shoulders with leaders, but actually to engage in the lives of students themselves. What do you want to say about just the, the temperature of students these days? Like, where are they at when it comes to God? What are they struggling with? What do they need? H how are they doing? Students... Yeah, I guess I would say students right now are doing a lot of exploration. Um, they're trying to understand where they fit into this world. They're trying to understand their identity. Um, that's a big thing for this generation right now. Um, and I think all that is coming in this season of post COVID lockdown. Um, we're not in any lockdowns right now. We're venturing into this side of the pandemic and what this looks like. But out of lockdown world, students are trying to understand and ask questions about what does anything and everything really mean? Um, and asking big questions. They're looking to leaders and they're looking to their peers um, for these answers. So I think just to talk and touch on the gauge of students these days is that they're just yearning for more and they have hearts open to learn and grow into that. So, yeah. What have you learned in the past year about parents and what partnering with parents looks like? I think parents are also on that journey of wanting more for their students. Um, I think when it comes to parents' experiences, most of their youth-specific um, experience was very much like you were always there on a youth night. You were always around. It was the thing you did not want to miss and you could not miss. You were attended every Sunday morning and all that. Um, so I think parents are yearning um, and wanting that for their students as well, for that desire to be there on a Friday night or every other Thursday, or to be there on a Sunday um, serving or being a part of um, the big C, the big church community, um, and being excited about learning what it means to be a Christian and to be a follower of Christ. Um, and I think what I've heard from parents is just their heart for wanting that for their kids. They want that more than anything. And they want, 
I think us to help them and support them in any ways that um, we we can help their students. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, <clears throat> I want to give some time in all of these August podcasts to the recruitment side of things, knowing that we're not just about programs, but these programs facilitate and ultimately hopefully drive a lifestyle of following Jesus. But as we're preparing for the fall ministry season, describe some of the ways that people can be involved in student ministry. What are some of the different roles that people could play? Yeah, I think last September, August, whenever I came back on this podcast and talked about recruitment, I just talked about the small group leader. However, as we start up in September, um, we're going to, again, try a couple new things. Um, and one of them being um, including more worship into our um, our gatherings. Uh, and what that means is we need a lot more various roles. So more people on tech, AV, lights, setup, band even. Um, we don't just need, even though we do very much need more small group leaders to be able to help disciple our students um, and have those spiritually growing conversations with them. Um, but we need people who might have a heart for students, but might be more intimidated and want to be more behind the scenes. Um, I think what I just want to say is any person that has a heart and a passion for the next generation for our youth, but might be a little more in intimidated, perhaps, there, there's a role for you that can fit in and you can help grow um, our youth and our next generation in many, many, many different ways. I appreciate you saying that because so often, especially in these developmental ministries with kids and students, people can be kind of intimidated because I don't have maybe the theological training or I'm not far enough along my own faith journey to, you know, really mentor, guide or, you know, help, help developing young adults to make these life trajectory choices. And so it can kind of be intimidating. But when you talk about the heart, that's really what it's all about, isn't it? The, the heart to invest in the next generation and to show them Jesus and his love and, and help encourage that in them as well. Exactly. Yeah. As a leader, if you, or as a person, if you are actively pursuing this lifestyle full devotion that we are, and you're actively like wanting to grow closer to Jesus in just your own personal life. And I just want to say you can easily then replicate that heart and that passion and that growth mentality to our students. Because I think uh, being as authentic as possible is key in youth ministry. Um, and we don't ask for anything other than just being yourself. Yeah, as a person who ultimately got into vocational pastoring from my volunteer leadership role in student ministry, that goes a little ways back, Carly. Um, <laughs> I know that participating in a ministry like this also does things in you. So talk about the value for a person who serves in student ministry, what they get to be a part of, the kind of support they receive, the way that they'll be able to grow and the team that they get to be a part of if they uh, volunteer starting in September with you. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think we're not asking for leaders or potential leaders or anyone to have it all together. I don't think I don't have it all together. I know personally, um, I don't think anyone really has it all together, air quotes. 
But I think what we're just asking for is being authentic in the heart and the trajectory of where we want our lives to be um, and how we we try so hard to be um, Christ-like in everything we do. So I think, yeah, if I can just take away um, my experience as a small group leader when I was one, um, and Jeff, you can probably allude to this too, of like, when you are living out your authentic self and you are doing that while also doing it alongside youth, being authentic and being yourself is the key to growing alongside them because you yourself with uh, with these students, the questions you'll be asking them, you'll also be asking yourself, which you could be authentic with, with your students of like, hey, this is the question that we're just unpacking here. I've asked this question either previously or I'm unpacking this question for myself right now. Let's talk about it more. Let's be let's be real with one another and and just be open about what this means for our life. Yeah, some of us can think that discipling is having to be the the Yoda that provides the the Jedi training for the you know the young Padawan discipling is way more about leading with and growing mm-hmm. with and even following with than it is you know posturing yourself as the resident expert that then's going to espouse all the the wisdom and information and knowledge to someone else. That's not really the the, the power of discipling, is it? No. Uh, do you want to give then maybe a thirty second kind of best sales pitch for someone joining your team this fall? Ooh, good challenge. Um, my best sales pitch. Um, I guess I, for this, I don't want to use my own words. I would actually use the words of Jesus himself and say, um, he spoke about if you want to receive and if you, if you want to receive the kingdom of God, if you want to, um, receive that for yourself you have to you have to move your life and you have to focus yourself like a child would um i'm paraphrasing here this is not actually what he said so don't quote me but i'm paraphrasing in the sense of um you have to angle yourself like a child would and what a child would do is just ask questions and be curious and be innocent in that and humble in that. Um, I, I can tell you from working with youth and working with kids, they ask so many questions and they're so curious and so inquisitive that if you want to experience that kind of culture and that kind of environment, um, if you wanna learn more and grow more, do it alongside our youth because not only are you gonna do it um, to further your spiritual journey and to further your relationship with Jesus, but you are going to have the joy and the pleasure to do it like a child would and to do it so fun and energetically. That's terrific. That was 45 seconds, but worth it. Um, (laughs) any, any final challenges or encouragements that you want to share with our community, knowing that, you know, these students are not like the leaders of tomorrow. We don't describe mm-hmm. them as our future. They're our today. They're our present, mm-hmm. and they're a significant part of our church family right in the here and now. So any encouragements or challenges on uh, living in 
faith community and being a spiritual family with this generation? Um, I would just encourage anyone in our church community or anyone in the Big C Church, anyone around, to just realize that at one point in your life, you were a youth. If you're not already a youth right now, you were a youth once. And it's an intimidating um, season, but an exciting one. And if any of what we've talked about here today um, tracks with you or interests you in any way, I'd love to just grab a coffee and chat about it more and see um, how there could be a place for you at this table um, and a place for you to be a part of this growing student ministry that we're working towards here at Southridge. Fantastic. Carly, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It was a pleasure as always. Mrs. Fessick now, not, uh, not just Wall at southridgechurch.ca, but we're glad that you're here and we're thrilled for the year ahead. So thanks for joining us. And for all you who uh, tracked with us again today, thanks for being here. We'll see you in seven days time as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.